you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 2017 Pro Bowl vote is here. It's time to vote for the NFL's best players to earn their spot at Pro Bowl, where the best meets the next. Help your favorite player earn a coveted spot on the Pro Bowl roster. Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. Going to the hurry of offense. Hi and hello football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's all day breakfast. Now with an expanded menu, go get you some, put it in your belly and thank me uh, after you do a gangbusters and full studio 66 awaits us as we, or not awaits us. It's here right now as we await the start of, uh, of week seven here, we're going to go through all those games for you. Matt Harmon, Cynthia Freeland, Patrick Claybon, it's been too long. We'll say right. proper hellos in a minute here. Let's jump into the hurry up, though. And Claybon, I'll start with you. Who would you rather be less this weekend, Brock Osweiler, who is going back to Denver, or Sam Bradford, who's going to Philadelphia? In this particular revenge game set, I would not want to be Brock Osweiler at all. Yeah, the Broncos seem to have it in for him. Yeah, no, and he's not as good. Freeland, how say you? I totally agree. Harmon? Yeah, I don't want to be Brock. Here's the only reason that I'll make a case for Bradford. It's because I once went to in the uh, when the Steelers and Broncos played in the AFC title game in January of 06. I uh, jumped on a flight and I went to Denver for the game and I had a Steeler cap on to support my team. And I was struck by the fact that not once or twice, I mean a dozen times at least in the hours leading up to the game, Broncos fans would just randomly shake my hand and say, hey, may the best team win today. Hey, hope you enjoy yourself out here. What? That's how Denver fans behave themselves? Since then, ironically, though, Broncos fans do are very nasty on, uh, on social media, at least uh, where Damashek's concerned. But Philadelphia fans have their reputation. I don't think I'd want to be Sam Bradford going into Philadelphia. He is going to be rained, uh, rained down with booze, right? It's a solid point. I mean, I think they're pretty happy now with Wentz, so they're kind of like, meh. Maybe that's a good point. Yeah, if it hadn't been Better for off you, without we you. Would, right? We, yeah. And, and I think one Touché, of them, Freeland, yeah. one quarterback has something kind of to hide, which he's been hiding for a while. It's like maybe he's not that good. Oh, Brock Osweiler? And Sam yeah, has wanted to show everybody how he 
how good he can be. Mm-hmm. And so this is the perfect chance to be like, this is how good I am. And everybody pretended that this wasn't the situation. Also, forget not, we've got a double revenge narrative going on in the Denver-Houston game because Gary Kubiak also getting revenge on the Texans who fired him and ah. for, for not being able to win with Matt Schaub, Case Keenum. Extra revenge. Here's another even worse. Here's Brock. another little angle Layers. for you, Brock Osweiler. If you were watching the game on Sunday night, had he not 45 minutes before they win that one in overtime, I think in real time, I'm guessing Bill O'Brien is standing on the sideline saying, "Well, I can't throw this kid out there in Denver next weekend. I mean, he'll you know he'll get eaten alive playing like this." Well, I'm going to go with Savage. Or I gonna, love Tom or, Savage. Or I gonna, actually really like Tom Savage. I would uh, love to see you were one of those why? people a couple <laughs> years ago, eh? No, this year. I think he's. I think that he would actually get DeAndre Hopkins the ball, and uh. I love DeAndre Hopkins. Well, doesn't he have well, to get by Brandon Whedon? Either way, yeah. I, th- I what think. Did you do? Just, what did you just say again? It sounded I like womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'd be interested to see, and I think, like I say, O'Brien probably had to be thinking about that. Then Osweiler pulls off the big comeback. People are now saying maybe season-defining change for the Texans. We'll see if the Broncos uh, have something in store for him uh, this weekend. Next up, thanks to uh, to our guys, Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones-Drew, I f- fell ill early in the morning on Tuesday morning. I was making my way to the podcast. I got as far as the front lawn, and uh, then, like Lawrence Timmons did on the field in Miami, Damashek uh, doubled over, and uh, the rest went downhill, except Beautiful. for my ears, and I hope for yours. Ike and Maurice filled in. One of the questions they addressed is, who's the second-best team in the AFC? They said the Bills. Take a listen. Tyrod Taylor, man, he's starting to use Tyrod like how Mike Shula was using Cam last year. Right. So, you know what? Since I like my two dual threats in the backfield, since I have my two dual threats in the backfield, I'm going to run the option sometimes. Right. Y'all, either Tyrod is going to keep the ball or I'm going to pitch it to Shady. So, y'all got to make your mind up defense what you want to do. It doesn't hurt to have a running quarterback as a running back. That's one thing that I think people fail to realize. You talk about Vince Young with Chris Johnson. Right. Right. You talk about uh, yeah. uh, Jonathan Stewart with Cam Newton. Yeah. Because when you have a running quarterback, you know this is a defense, you always have to account for that guy taking off. And, it's, and, and usually you, you can account for him or you don't account for him because you usually don't look at quarterbacks as a threat. So they go with the Bills, a little surprising there. They may be a little over the skis, although Rex's boys have improbably turned things around over the last month. Cynthia, who do you think is the second-best team behind the Patriots, of course? (sighs) That's a really – I know, it's grim. It is grim. Uh, I mean, I guess I I like defense. I'm going to have to go Denver – I mean, <laughs> very convincing. The, the text mean, tra- transcript of that. Armin, I'll say you. I think I'm still going to go with Pittsburgh. I think they can survive the Landry Jones show, and then when they get Ben back, they're still rolling. All right. I'm with Ike and MJD. I think Rex stood up there and uh, tried to make America great again in the preseason. The other guy didn't work out so well for that, so he, his Buffalo Bills team has turned it around. As the performance on that end has gotten worse, uh, they fired the offensive coordinator, and they've gotten better. Everybody has to give their quick reaction to anything that happens in sports or, in fact, in anything in society. And uh, I don't think we own that enough. I I feel like uh, when when Anthony Lynn jumped in there, I thought, what is this is ridiculous. This is embarrassing for Rex. There's no dignity in this tact. And uh, and yet here we are, and it looks good. And this is without Sammy Watkins, of course. I don't go with the Bills. I hate to say Pittsburgh here. Um, because they are so flawed, and uh, I do not think Landry Jones 
is a capable backup. I think even comparing him to the other 32 backups in the NFL, he is not a a, a suitable replacement for Roethlisberger. I don't know. That I being guess, said, watch I, him come out and light it up. How would you feel about Landry Jones? I don't know. I guess uh. I, I guess I have to go Pittsburgh, but that is not because <laughs> I think the Steelers are a legitimate contender with the Patriots come January. And I think on some level they get off the hook a little bit because this now keeps the ball in the air like, well, if we're fully healthy, we can play with you, New England. And uh, the loss that I suspect that they're going to take in Heinz Field this weekend allows them to at least fantasize, yeah, but if we had Roethlisberger, uh, things would have played out differently. All right, Harmon, next up, two things. We do it every week here on the Thursday show on DDFP. Two things you're going to watch on TV this weekend, presumably at least one's going to be a football game. Yes, there will be football uh, consumed, both probably college football and NFL football. However, I know I've talked about uh, How I Met Your Mother, and you've spat in my face consistently when I've been on the show. Well, it's weird. I'm sure you think it's weird. That's fine. I think a lot of things about you are weird, Dave, but we won't get into I that like that. I'm sure you think it's weird. No, I've made it quite clear that that's what I think. <laughs> you don't have to speculate about it. I'm, I, I, I think it's odd that in a world that includes DVDs and uh, and Netflix where you can go and find Cheers or other good shows or The Simpsons, that you choose to instead watch How I Met Your Mother, a C-plus sitcom. We don't need to rehash All right, go this, this debate go. from several shows. I think I'm going to finally start watching Westworld. Oh, the, that's a, now that's a yeah, good idea. The, the, H, the new HBO show, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard a lot of good things. I think this is finally the weekend I'm going to You're going to like it. You're going to like that. What football game are you going to watch? All of them. Oh, good. <laughs> Claybon, how say you? Uh, I'm going on a similar path. I've heard so many great things about Atlanta on FX, and I have yet to see a single episode, and it's been killing me, uh, missing out on the conversation, so I'm going to get involved in that. And then football-wise is uh, Alabama and Texas A&M. Mm. It's definitely going to be on the schedule. should be fun. Freeland got some baseball to watch oh <laughs> why cubbies cubbies there we go are they gonna do it they got uh there was a that was a big victory they got on the, on wednesday night we'll see what happens we're recording on thursday so we don't know who now has the edge as uh things turn back to chicago we'll see how kershaw does back there i don't want to jump in on it but yeah <laughs> well, uh, you know what let's well i, I am gonna jump in on it but first let's start the show Yes, hi and hello, and again, welcome to the DDFP, presented, as always, by McDonald's all-day breakfast. I advise you, once again, go get you some of that. You'll thank me for it. Claybon, what I was going to say, well, let me say first, <sighs> Matt Harmon, you watch him on, uh, or you read his work, NFL.com, doing all sorts of good fantasy talk in there. You listen to him on the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Oh, Cynthia yes. Freeland, also on NFL Fantasy Live. You can watch her on game day morning. She's all over over the place, really, and emerging as a fan favorite very quickly here on the Dave Damashek football program. And then, speaking of a fan favorite, a guy who I don't know why he hasn't shadowed our door. <laughs> I don't know who he thinks he is that he doesn't have to come and knock this, on the door. This is not the case. I don't I don't. Well, whatever. <laughs> Let's get into it. It's Patrick Claybon. You watch him. Uh, you know, I love the show Ooh, that you do, applause. but I'm embarrassed to say you have to remind me what it's called. Up to the minute. Up to the minute. Friday at four o'clock Eastern time. Right. It's good stuff. I was really I, it was it's weird because I was legitimately maybe this makes me a jerk, but I was almost unaware of it until you had started it. I was kind of like, well, Claybon's on the air for a lot. Oh, this is a full show. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. 
Claybon, uh, you know, basically orchestrating all the NFL reporters out there checking in with them across football America and beyond doing gangbusters work as uh, as you would expect him to if you've listened to him on this show, save one issue, which is that he's the arm takesman along with uh, around the NFL's Chris Wessling. They go, they don't just give their takes. They wait till everybody else has given their takes. Then they weigh in on the veracity or, uh, or otherwise of everybody else's takes. And it bothers me most of the time. False. Like it did. Wrong. <laughs> You're a puppet. Now listen, Claybon, you said after Clayton Kershaw it, it won the, the first round, the wild, what do they call it, the divisional round of the playoffs now? Right. Clayton Kershaw goes out there, takes her. Well, I guess all the takesmen are going to have to find someone else to call a choker. Yes. For the record, I don't call Peyton Manning, Clayton Kershaw, Tony Romo. They're not chokers. But I do think when there becomes a storyline that's perpetuated by fans and the media and otherwise, that this guy, for all of his great deeds in the biggest moments, he has failed. When that happens once, if you're a player, it all right, I sloughed that off. When it happens a second time and then the media and people start talking about it, you're not a human being if it doesn't get into your head the third time you go out there and say, now I want to prove everybody wrong. For you to suggest that that human element doesn't exist is a loco. Dave, um... That was a thoughtful response from a thoughtful man who was not a takesman. You're not a takesman. That, those, that was an actually constructed thought. You don't have a Sunday column that's, well, I have to write something. So Clayton Kershaw is bad at pitching in this month because I've seen him pitching in this month, and it wasn't as All good. All invalidated by the unnecessary use of the adverb actually. When you use actually, <laughs> it suggests that you're surprised that the person said something worthwhile. Well, well, oh, you, you know what? You, uh, the, you know, Matt Harmon just said, actually, that wasn't too bad an idea. You know, do you understand? You see okay. the difference there? You, Harmon has a good idea versus Harmon actually has a good idea. You see the difference there, Do you there, feel Clayman? that you are a takes man? No, I'm not a takes man. Exactly. No, I'm insightful. <laughs> That's what I am. Freeland, before we jump into everything here. Oh, speaking of shows, new show, new show. I should have started this show with word of a new network show featuring the people that you're listening and looking at right now, plus all the fellows from around the NFL, plus the duo on Move the Sticks, Bucky and DJ. We're all putting our heads together. We all pick games. So we said, why don't we just make this into a network show and tell you who's going to win every game in a given week? You can watch it on Saturday, 8.30, p- 8:30 Eastern, a- right? Now, Emma VP, you're shaking your head. Yes. I, oh, I don't, I don't know. Put it on DVR, and you can watch it whenever you want. NFL podcast pick them. You must Perfect. tune in. I think it's 8.30 a.m. on the East Coast, and then it uh, plays back on Saturday night and then again on Sunday morning. So plenty of opportunities. The important thing is, is that you do track it down. About this. On the DVR, you got to find, uh, find that. Cynthia, before we get into picking the games, and we do have to talk a little bit of dad jokes. This is uh, something that uh, that uh, the Czech Republic has responded to dad in jokes. full throat. We'll get to those in just a second. But you said something interesting before we got going here. You like – the guys who these days are going for the two-point conversion early in game. I do. Explain yourself. So typically, I don't know. I mean, I don't mean to – we all maybe know or don't know. Typically, coaches will script out about maybe 25 to 30 plays in the beginning of before their game starts. So a coach will know, like, that's part of what's on the card. Like, we're going to run or whatever. So if you change it and you change the possession now to an eight-point differential – as opposed to seven, then now you've potentially messed up their flow. 
right? And then you maybe added now a possession that they weren't ultimately planning on having to have. So when you when you go early, that one point difference, and then even if you just kick after that, that throws off how many possessions the other team has to mm-hmm. make up later. And if you do it early in games in that kind of scripted time of the game, it's really interesting from, and your Steelers did it last week, it's interesting from a from a, a standpoint of, the are you going to change your script? Are you? Is it? Are you going to mess with me or not? You probably won't mess with Bill Belichick, but potentially another coach or a different system. It could be. It could be a very interesting. I, and going for two is something that like is a really interesting case study for both of us. And I think if you if you look at you know you think like the I'm going to make a, a basketball reference if you don't mind. If you think about how the Golden State Warriors, I've they, watched basketball. Yeah, got it. Okay, just <laughs> got it. Um, so you know you think about the point differential when you go when they go for three or you know quick shots like mm-hmm. the, the Cavs actually embodied like going for two a lot right but make, making it very quick. So if you think of that kind of philosophy of getting maximizing your point potential in each drive, it's a very fascinating kind of what is the response from the other team. And coaches are creatures of habit too, and like they want to put off that. I'm put, I put myself in a hole until the last minute. Like so, if you're, down, I think the Browns that were a really good example when they were down by 15, or they were down by 14, or something like they were down two touchdowns. They went for the two point conversion right away yep. instead of their second one in order to just get that out of the way. Most coaches want to put it off to the last minute to put there because they don't want to be in that hole. The only difference I would say there is I think you have to tell your team and have it in play before the last yes. second because I feel like there it looks like they were. Con- maybe not confused, but like, they were like, Oh, okay, we're doing this. Like it wasn't, you know, like you have like, whereas when the Steelers came out and did it early, it was like, what? Yeah. So it's, it's a different kind of mental angle of that. I like that. And I do like the notion of in the 21st century with points on the rise. um, I think that it, 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 you know, just straight up, not getting into the deeper math like you guys do. It just seems to me that it makes sense. Like you say, to try and get as many points as you can early in the game. I look at it the other side. I like the coaches who consider going for two at the end of the game. You know, I, I've said it before. You know, we, we had a couple of moments where it almost happened last year when the Packers forced the overtime with Jeff Janis in Arizona. You'll remember there was some consideration of going for two there. And then uh, Mike Tomlin in Denver as the Steelers were trying to tie that or get down one point, saying on the sidelines, he's mic'd up saying, I want to go for two if we score the touchdown here. In both cases, I think that is the better bet. Now, if your QB is not someone who you have ultimate faith in, then you don't go for two there. But what's more likely, that the best player on the field or the one who you think is the best player on the field is going to be able to make those two yards and win you the game in that moment, or that you're going to be able to go through all the hoops that get you to the victory, winning the coin toss, or first of all, make a make the 33-yard uh, um, extra point to begin with, then win the coin toss. But if you don't win it, then you better not let them score a touchdown. But if they don't score a touchdown, but they do score three, then you now have to go and get three to keep the game. It's too much. Just try to make the two yards, Claybon. Uh, the one thing as having zero math knowledge or understanding that would compare to anybody here, including <laughs> you, Dave. No, 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 that's impossible. Uh, <laughs> the one thing that gets me about a two-point conversion is when the other team goes for the two-point conversion early and doesn't get it. And then that messes up your chart, and then you get to a point later on in the game, and you feel compelled to go for two, and then you also don't get it. It seems like at that point you've been given a point, right, Cynthia? Is, is that does that kind does of. that make sense? So, f- yes, it depends on how many drives you have in a game and how efficient you are with your drives, right? Like, so for example, Miami they don't get a chance on offense to have a lot of drives. Right. They haven't 
taken a lot of plays, and they've been mm-hmm. very inefficient when they have. Actually, Chicago has um, been inefficient with scoring points to begin with. True. So looking at like starting field position, looking at how many um, yards on average drives and how efficient they are at scoring points, so how many touchdowns per drive, that has a lot to do with it because if you have a lot of possessions and chances to make it up, to, like the Steelers, different case. Right. If you do not get a ton of possessions, like I think Miami in that Cincinnati game that was on Thursday night, you just saw they just they ran well offense. under like 50 plays. Right. If, if you're the, running that kind of offense, you just are again. You're not going to be statistically likely to get more touchdowns more because you're not running as many plays. So and Miami, I think, came into that week six game with the Steelers having the lowest time of possession in exactly. the NFL. One so, other so thing, and maybe we can dig on this in a in a an upcoming show is. I like more aggressive, again, given the era in which we live now. I feel like these coaches that punt the ball from the other team's 40-yard line make me crazy now. You've got oh, – if you're yeah. if you're third – I mean, if you're fourth and two-ish at the other team's 40, go for it. We'll talk about that in depth later. We have much more important things to do like game picks. And right now – Yeah, game picks. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. Let's dad jokes. get to them. We started telling them with Handsome Hank, who's <laughs> off in London right now, Matt Money Smith, who is uh, covering the Dodgers right now. And, uh, and you know, I'm a father. Combined, we have uh, double-digit kids here. So we uh, we started in uh, with these uh, jokes here. And you, the Czech Republic, has joined in on that. If you want to join the fun, hashtag DDFP or hashtag dad jokes. I think both will work for us. Let's take a quick look at uh, some of the better ones that we've uh, that we've accumulated here. From you, did you hear about the dead carrot? There was a big turnip <laughs> at the funeral. That one comes from Crushed Ian it. Sheridan. Eight. I like that one very much. That's next up. Look at that. Emma VP. You've really made a name for yourself. Now you're included on all these terrible uh, hacky jokes here. I hope you're happy that this has uh, gotten off the ground. Jack Rubio, uh, 26, says, why did the toilet paper roll down the hill to get to the bottom? I get it. Oh, oh. Harmon didn't get that yeah, one. Yeah, like, right. I was paying attention. Butts. <laughs> Jack Sawyer, why don't ants ever get sick? Because they don't have little antibodies. <laughs> That's spectacular. That's pretty good. I know when it's a good one when <laughs> Cynthia likes it because she says her father is a wizard of He's the epic. dad jokes. <laughs> My dad's an epic dad. All right, well, then where's your dad with the dad joke, uh, Freeland? My very first game that I ever brought my dad to, I thought I was, like, such a big, like, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, I get to bring you to a Lions game. It's such a big deal. We were going up in an elevator to go to a box, and there was a man who was pushing the buttons in the elevator, and it was, like, deadpan, all these people in suits, like, very important, you know, whatever. My dad turns to him and goes, bet this job has its ups and downs. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. Yikes. Oh, my God. And the kids like that one. All right, a couple more real quick. That's all we can uh, take here. Oh, we're done? Oh, that's it for that? Oh. I'll throw one more out there. But, yes, Cynthia, the next time you come in here, I'd like your dad to provide a I tried, but he's getting, so he's not been playing good golf lately, so he's like, the course is beating me. I don't have any to tell you right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> Too emotionally distraught yes. to come up with a dad joke. How about this one? What did the pig tell his uh, confidant? What did he say? Don't squeal on me. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> the kids, kids, I, huge I, kids, the kids, the kids love it. Yes. I have to make for the kids. I have to make a uh, confession. I didn't so. write that one myself. Wait, what? Oof. No, I didn't. Even though she's not a dad, Emma VP came up with that one behind the glass. Wow. The VP. I forgot to do one, and she came up, and that would be, that was better than I would have come up with anyway. Always got your back, Shaq. Now, what Aww. I did come up with was uh, was a baby, and I didn't know oh. when I when I made him that dad. he was going to be magic. 
But when it comes to picking football games, he has no peer, and I don't care who you're talking about, Jimmy the Greek or otherwise. This baby is magic. Now 15-3 and three in 2016. <laughs> That's so impressive. It's crazy picking games. And I know people want to talk about how I rig it, but how can I rig it in advance when they're hard games to pick? We never do Patriots hosting the Jags. They're always the toughest games. He picks them. I don't rig it. I'm as fascinated and confused as to how he does it, but he does. And he's now, I think, like 85 and 30, 87 and 33 lifetime. It's really weird. But anyhow, he uh, he has his picks for you. Look for him on NFL.com and Facebook I love him. this weekend. In the meantime, he's making his rounds. You can go to my Twitter account, at Damashek, pinned to the top there. There's a PDF you can print out of football, baby. Take him to the stadium with you. In fact, this is really expanded beyond stadiums. Why don't you take him to see the sites? Take him to see the Eiffel Tower at like this point. flat He's, Stanley things? Just take pictures of That's everything. exactly what yeah, he exactly. is now. Football baby is a better version of flat Stanley. Correct. He's been to Germany now. He's been to London a few times. And now he was uh, he was hanging out with Blitz the Seahawk, the mascot of the Seahawks. He was at the clink. Some fans had him oh, out wow. there. I can't read the player, the uh, the uh Republic's uh, Twitter handle there to give Oliver Hayes. Oh, Oliver Hayes had him out in uh, what? I forget what they call uh, Rich Stadium now, whatever it's called these days in Buffalo. Yes. Uh, Ralph Wilson. CRA, uh, Antonio Esquivel had him. The Seahawks are really dialed in. Football, yeah. baby. So, boy, he was at a lot of must stadiums pick a lot this of, weekend. Must pick them a lot. Look at his passports, <laughs> getting the stamps oh. there. Take him to your sta- take him to your favorite stadium, or like I say, take him to see the sights. He's been to. Why hasn't he been to last Houston, Foxborough, uh, well, Ford Field, remedied. East Rutherford, Pittsburgh, PA, London, England, Germany, San Francisco, Miami, tr- and Charlotte, North Carolina. He's been to. Bu- Why do you have to get a visa to go to Buffalo? Oh, Seattle, Canada, San Diego, Arizona, and uh, we look forward to his tour continuing. All right, all that. Just appetizers. It's time for the main course. It's time for Red Challenge Flag Picks for Week 7. Red Challenge Flag Picks. That was a little bad. I didn't think that was great. Claybon wasn't ready, and frankly, I didn't do my best job. Only Freeland picked. You know what? You've grown a lot as a person, Cynthia, in the last seven days. (laughs) Last week, you were reluctant to sing. This week, you led the charge. I love it. Do you want to do it a cappella? No. You sure? Oh, I'm on. sure. I need help. I'm not a singer. Harmon, you do it. By myself? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, right now? Yeah, go ahead. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Red challenge flag picks. Oh, yes. Red challenge flag picks. All right, let's get to it. And we uh, are going to an Italian restaurant today. Oh, oh. Uh, waiter, can we, take a look at, can we take a look at the menu for week Molto seven? Bene. There are a lot of tasty treats here. Is Emma VP making her way into Studio 66. Oh, this looks good. I can, oh, is the oh, name of the restaurant a thin you. slice of heaven? I like that very much. A thin oh. slice of heaven. We're going to gonna talk very quickly oh, before beautiful. we dive into uh, to the entrees here. <laughs> Waiter, can you uh, tell us a little something about the Raiders and Jags? Absolutely. Start your meal off right with our hot street calamari cooper with a flake Bortles crunch. Oh. Order a la Derek cart or mixed with our Khalil macaroni and crab tree. <laughs> we recommend getting this to go as Raiders work best on the road. Oh, this menu is <laughs> she spectacular. Does, I mean, she, she, she's not just an efficient waiter. She's the most clever waiter out there. No, it's really good. Thank I you, mean, her dad she, jokes, her dad really jokes are very good. The way she wrote her name upside point. down in crayon on the table was just immaculate. Claybon, I'd like you to start us off. Raiders, Jags. I'm going to go with the Oakland Raiders. Cynthia? I'm going to concur. Arnie. I'm going with the Jags. 
I have a hunch about the Jags, too. The Raiders have been really bad defensively, and if you're an optimist, you'll say that those pieces that were brought together via free agency in the draft will gel as the season goes along, but there's no evidence of that. In fact, they're on track to be the worst defensive football team of the Super Bowl era in terms of yards allowed. That's quite poor. And Blake Bortles, as I predicted, the last time uh, well, not the last time they, they they pulled one out in Chicago, but before that, I said Blake Bortles would get it going against a crummy defense over there in London. So he did, and now they're hosting another bum defense. I think a shootout awaits us here. I'm going to go with the Jags too, Harmon. Beautiful. Next up, uh, a little appetizer here. Tell us about uh, D.C. versus Detroit, would you, uh, waiter? Absolutely. We have our Redskins versus Lions chicken parm sliders. This medium Caldwell cooked chicken parma Deshaun will surely satisfy your Tate buds. Go three deep into our Lions running back sliders. Our Zenner has been a surprise hit. Mm. Mm. That's very strong writing, isn't <laughs> yeah. it, it's Cynthia? Really it's really good. <laughs> I can't get over it. It's and better appetizing. Than, better than anything I've ever written on the website before. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. This needs you to said go on really emphatically. Yes. Oh. Really. No. <laughs> me, not Cynthia. You. So this this all this all goes on the website. Oh good. We don't just do we don't we don't just Thank do this. Like, I mean, I as far as I know, it would be an awfully cruel joke that's uh, going on year six now of no, Roger no, no. Goodell this. and the whole gang to be like to be like, yeah, Dave, no, we gave you a podcast, and I never checked no, to see that it's actually like, like on the anywhere. Writing. I want her writing to go on the podcast. <laughs> no, we do. I, I try to tweet <laughs> okay. that out regularly. Okay, yes. I'll thank you to do the same. Let's I will. promote that. I will. Yeah, I love I will. it. All right, let's uh, let's get your pick for this one. Your beloved Lions hosting the Skins. Washington. Re- oh, you say it uh, as though everybody is loco if they think otherwise. Do you know that Matthew Stafford's on track to have, like, the worst passer rating? Well, okay, when it, he goes good or bad. He's in a good spot, and then he goes real bad. And then mm-hmm. he gets a good spot. And then he goes real bad. And the Lions defense, the passer rating against, is like on track if they keep up where they're at to be like the worst one in NFL history. It's funny, though, because Stafford, from a fantasy perspective at minimum, has has been pretty good. But it's hard to have any faith of him in in him in fantasy or in real terms when he lays out those stinkers like he did in Chicago a couple of weeks Mm. ago. You know, how how can you really believe that this guy – and I said before the season, maybe it'll be the Patrick Ewing effect here. You know, the the uh, Simmons-Ewing theory that uh, they would be a better team without Calvin Johnson or at least a better offense. And for the most part, they have been a good – they have been a good offense. They have more weeks than not, but when they're bad, they're real bad. Yes. That sidearm, I don't know what that is. I like – I actually – I'm taking the Lions this week. Harmon. Okay. I'm taking Washington. I think that's who I picked. I'm, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> is. Say what, is. Say what you feel. This is this is this is a close enough game to me. Uh, I, I, I really like the individual matchups in this one for sure. Okay. Me- medium Caldwell cooked chicken sounds unsanitary mm-hmm. and Great. might be unsafe to eat, but I'm going to go with it. You're going to slay Ooh, it? Ooh, lions too. Are you going to slay it? Yeah, Darius definitely going to slay it. It's going to satisfy my, my Tate buds. Claybon, Claybon and I are going to get the scorn of uh, of Freeland. How dare we pick her lions in this game, right? I, I, all right, I let's mean, get. I, you're, you're an Alliance fan. You just you're used to it. Yeah. Like only I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Only a fan of a team can be so disgusted by their team's performance. You know, oh, oh, you want to really hear what's ugly about a team? Talk to a real fan of that team. Let's get me get me going on the Steelers in 2016 right now. And uh, yeah, three hours you later, have so you'd much be like, hope there. There's so many good things. No, there's get no, back, there's get back no to hope. me after Landry Jones' third game. Um, all right, let's get to the <laughs> entrees here. Let's talk Giants and Rams and a little programming note before you jump in here, waiter. 
Jim Everett and I, we like to do Time Machine football. Jim Everett joined to review the 1989 Divisional Round Classic, an overtime game in uh, against the Giants. We look back at that one. Great fun. Look for that one on NFL.com and YouTube. All right, I'm sorry, waiter. Go ahead. No problem. Definitely check that out. So our first special is the Giants versus Rams Manicotti. A romantic special for sideline canoodlers Odell and Annette. The lack of consistency uh, uh. in our Eli Manicotti is complemented by a Cruz Shepard end zone filling. Spruce up your Italian dining experience with a hint of Kenny Britt culture with the flavor of Twickenham. Excellent, excellent. Well, the only thing we lack now, we need the red challenge flags. Bartlett, can you make that happen for us here? Where, where we got the uh, I can uh, slide over. So we can, uh, so we can uh, make Studio 66 run red with rage and conflict. A reminder to everybody, as we come together, this group, this quartet has not been together. This trio has not done the Red Challenge flag picks together. I, You know, the basis of every good drama, of every good story ever told, is conflict. Let's keep that in mind as we make our pick. Got it. I don't like too much. No, no problem. All right. Harmon, remember how the Red Challenge flag goes now. Simply state who you think is going to win. Giants, Rams, choose. Giants. All right. Claybon. Giants. You don't want to th- Rams. Throw the flag, sister. There uh, you go. Are you supposed throw to throw it at me? Uh, no. Okay, no, good. you throw it at him for his lousy pick. Why do you say so? Lousy. Really? This one's about karma. I'm really mad at the Giants right now, mm-hmm. and I think that they're going to lose on kicking somehow. I think their kicker is going to cause them to lose. Why are you cross mm. with them? Send him home. Kick him out of the league. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I wasn't yes. picking up on the the current events. Of, Correct. Uh, I'm. I of used Josh to like the Giants. Yes. I used to. I used. To, one of my closest friends played for the Giants. Yeah. Now I'm mad at them. Not just current events. It was a consistent event that happened. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. I didn't know what you were Out. referring to. I was trying. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of karma. Or, yeah. No. Can't, I can't argue with that. <laughs> That's. Well, I'll try to focus on football <laughs> terms over there in the UK. I'm with you. I think Odell Beckham practically should have a good game against uh, and that uh, Giants passing attack. I know that they're they have some troubles on the offensive line and this is not the defensive line you want to go against given that. But I do think that uh, Eli and company found a little something last week and they'll keep it going. The Rams lost their best cornerback, Tremaine Johnson, and it showed last week. Golden Tate finally got off the schneid. Marvin Jones caught a red zone touchdown. And I think without him, their secondary really can't hold up to Odell Beckham. And I think this might be a game where Sterling Shepard gets back going, too. All right. I, uh, I'm i with uh, Claybon and uh, Harmon. I'm going to go with the Giants. Waiter, what's next? Uh, Saints and Chiefs. Tell us a little something about that one. Absolutely. So we have our Saints versus Chiefs pizza, an arrowhead crowd pleaser and favorite of our cooks. Choose between our three breeze and Reed Lover's pizzas. Topped with Jamalib's Charles and complete with a stuffed Ingram crust, wear down the Saints defense with this dish. It's enough to feed two. So many of the puns built into these scripts require you to read them, not just hear them, because, uh, you know, as a for instance, where, W-A-R-E, in case you're Perfect. not picking that up, if you're not uh, hearing the uh, the message there. All right, uh, let's go to Claybon here. Saints, Chiefs, choose. Chiefs. All right. Anybody want to throw a red challenge flag there? Harmon is going to eat it. Freeland eats it. I like conflict. What did I say? 
I can't disagree. I think. Well, I mean, I don't want to start the conversation, but I'm going to because it's the one point that I that I discovered in the offseason. So I I have to repeat it over and over again, save perhaps Ben Roethlisberger. The home uh, road splits are atrocious for future Hall of Famer Drew Brees. And, uh, you know, you send him into Arrowhead. I don't think that's going to turn itself around. Harmon, how say you? I think Spencer Ware is a difference maker at running back. Jamal Charles should only be getting healthier, and the Saints give up the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. So I think that this is a situation where we'll see those two guys carry the load again. I think those Saints offense could surprise a little bit, though. You know, not put up their home numbers, but I think in terms of some of the individual matchups, Brandon Cooks shouldn't see very much of Marcus Peters in this game, and I think Willie Sneed in the slot also has a good matchup, Mm. too. I agree with that. I actually have Drew Brees. Everyone's saying to sit him in fantasy purposes. For me, he's not necessarily a sit. So, Well, listen, here's my specific conundrum. Drew Brees or Matt Stafford uh, going against uh, the Skins at home? I have Drew Brees. Really? I do. Yep. Harmon, right way in here. I need to figure this one out. I'm not going to help you because I think I would play Stafford <laughs> over Brees. Yep. Yeah, I'm going Stafford for now, but Freeland, you'll have an opportunity. I, I think Cynthia's Lions feelings might be playing in. No. This all. is just math. Just straight, right. just this is straight up. Straight math. There's no, there's no feelings there. There's no feelings in spreadsheets. So everybody is going Kansas City at home. Yeah, I think when it's all said and done, I said this in the preseason, and so I pat myself on the back for that. I think the Chiefs end up stealing this division. I think the Broncos, but, you know, we saw what the Broncos are capable of, of being, which is a very tepid NFL offense against the Chargers. All right, let's move on to the next one. Waiter, tell us about Indianapolis and Tennessee, would you? Sure thing, Sheck. So next up, we have the Colts versus Titans lasagna. There's nothing tricky about this two and four like <laughs> Pagano pasta delight served al dente Moncrief with a cream Colts defense. Our loaded Derek and Demar Scapone cheeses can cause this Titans favorite to be a bit runny. Demar, Demar Scapone. I like the uh, al dente Moncrief. I like the emphasis on the Moncrief. second syllable. Moncrief. I wish they were actually playing. Cynthia, Colts, Titans. Choose Titans. Anyone going to throw the flag here? Andrew Luck and company, they need it after a sad ending to the game in Houston. Exactly. That's why nobody's talking That sad ending is still sticking. We all saw it. Everybody, I'm on Tennessee. I did not think the Colts, I kept saying it, that the Colts, everybody just sort of looked at 2015 in the AFC South. Oh, give Andrew Luck a mulligan. They're just, he's just going to bounce back, and they're going to they're going to rule that division once again. And in the meantime, the division got better with with uh, while while the Colts were scuttling in 2015. But we're in Week Seven, and we're going four for four, picking That's the incredible. Titans against this team. I I think maybe the better question is how many times is Andrew Luck going to get sacked? He's already been sacked 23 times this season, and the Titans' defense has sacked opposing quarterbacks six times in each of the past two games. Well, uh, you know, the the thing that uh, that strikes me is it, it feels like DeMarco Murray should have a heyday. You saw yes. Lamar Miller and, uh, and what the Texans did to him. Right, Harmon, any reason not to expect a big day from Murray? I, I can't think of a good reason. I mean, the Colts' run defense is a sieve. Uh, DeMarco Murray's playing like over 90% of the Titans' snaps, which you just don't see that very often from running backs, and especially an, an older one like him. But he's played great this year. And, I mean, as far as the Colts, they don't have any good players on offense. I mean, they, they don't have any good players other than Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton. That 
that supporting cast has been wiped out with injuries. Moncrief's been gone for weeks. Dorsett was a, a, a flop. He caught eight passes in the four weeks that Moncrief missed, and now he's hurt too. Dwayne Allen also injured. Yeah, right. Claybon, your thoughts? Colts aren't very good. <laughs> I agree. I agree with I agree very with all scientific. that. But we have talked very little outside of that. Demarco Murray has has been uh, very effective. You, I, well, I guess Cynthia, you touch on that. You you believe in in uh, Dick LeBeau's defense there. I do. I, I mean, I, maybe not in every game, but in this game. <laughs> well, I mean, if they win this one, then it starts to become really, uh, you know, in, in, pretty in this crummy defense. division. Right. In this bum, I, you know, would they compete with the Patriots? No. But in this division, you know, they win this game. They have a real shot of taking it. I, I can't argue with that. And in hindsight, too, if you watch that Texans-Titans game, which I thought the Texans would whip them pretty good, if you watch that game, the Titans were right there. There were a couple of things that went against them there. And had had it gone the Titans' way, we'd really be singing songs. Maybe I swung and missed on uh, the whole exotic Smash Mouth thing early in the season. I it, laughed at it. At some point on their offense, Tajay Sharp will get going. I you think? think? I do. Mm. He, and I mean, and, and I don't want to overweight preseason, but if you watched him and what they could get going on in preseason there it seems like it's possible they just need to establish now that they have their running game set and Marcus Mariota himself is actually really aiding that then they just need to figure out how to pass a little bit more and they'll and we'll really see something great because their defense is good enough to to keep them competitive unbelievable we're all going titans i can't it's amazing i uh, mm. that means the what a time win, right oh there you go see that's to me i made my jokes mike malarkey with a i mean has been a terrible head coach by by the numbers and exotic smash mouth that's what it sounds like you know remember the band yes i oh i weren't alive no no i was that was i was the wondering f- if he was alive in 1989 earlier well, uh, it was not alive. No. In not alive. <laughs> not not I, when you said that about the your interview. Disgusting. Yep, I know. No. What I was thinking, wouldn't exotic Smash Mouth be kind of like more guttural, oh. like like there's exotic. more there's more bon- like big. Well, no, that was like that's the question. The nobody out. nobody really knows what it means. So don't be like. Well, but he was a, but it's Smash Mouth playing one of their hits at a luau. That's about as exotic yeah, no, no, no. as you can get in like politically that. correct uh, society. And I like I mean I I don't like Smash Mouth, but I remember Smash Mouth. Give me, everybody give me a break, all right? Matt Harvin. I remember not, Smash Mouth. <laughs> it ain't cool to brag on Smash. It's not like anybody saying we like Smash Mouth. No. I understand. I I got, I got it. <laughs> like I got it was it. the Berlin Wall coming down. Who is your favorite I, <laughs> band, Harmon? Uh, I'm going to get made fun of, I feel like, if I say Dave Matthews band, yeah. but <laughs> I'm probably Dave Matthews Wait a Matthews minute. Band. Are you secretly oh, my age? Because that's like a my age no, answer. No, Franchise and I just went to see uh, Dave Matthews down in Irvine a while ago, and it was a time. Do you know Matt Franchise, Cynthia, and Clay? Clay, let me ask you this. Yes, sir. How many times do you think it's reasonable to see your favorite band in your lifetime? Four. Four. Oh, wow. Matt Franchise has seen Dave Matthews band play 36 shows. I've got a funny. I've got a thirty-six hilarious. shows to see that band. Dave pretty Matthews? outrageous. That's <laughs> pretty outrageous. There's a there's a great... satellite. <laughs> oh, why do you, why is, you go see why, that thirty? Why is satellite time? always your go-to? Because it's their worst so song. Well. Our, uh, I know, but that's see, that's why it's not fair. Our in-house uh, messaging client one time uh, franchise. Oh, this was, is a great story. Was discussing his love for Dave Matthews. I know nothing about music. I, I, people talk about it, so I googled Dave Matthews it. sucks, and I found a whole blog. And I just started copying and pasting 
into the messaging client and franchise thought I was saying these things and he got visibly upset because he was he was working from home that day so he wasn't in on the joke like the rest of us are sitting there while while Claybon is doing this and franchise is just firing back heaters back on our back on our instant message and the whole time he's writing things like yeah but is Dave Matthews band really fish good and so <laughs> franchise is losing I have to eventually come out to it's I gotta post it one day on if Twitter. we could have Claybon and franchise get into a fist fight in the NFL newsroom <laughs> Defending DMB. the honor of uh, the DMB. satellite singers. I would love it. All right, uh, let's move on to San Diego and Atlanta, waiter. So for San Diego and Atlanta, we have our Chargers versus the Falcons, spaghetti and meatballs. The Dan quintessential dish, <laughs> spin our Melvin Gorgonzola top noodles and fill up on our meaty backfield. Antonio glazed and Desmond Dufont oil. This matchup has a surprisingly airy texture due to our Julio Cacciatore finish. <laughs> Do you mm. get that one, Harmon? No, I don't get that last <laughs> you one. You don't get that. Okay. No. Either way, Chargers, Falcons, choose. I kind of wanted to throw the, the flag on this because I was thinking about changing my pick, but I'm going to go with Falcons. All right. Anybody want to throw a flag here? Come on. Somebody do it. Come on. Have some honor. Have some sense of drama. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you did it. I'm throwing it too. I'm ta- I'm, I'm going to go. Well, yeah, explain, Clavon. Go ahead. Here. Originally, I came in thinking that I would take the Falcons in this. Mm-hmm. But the more I think about it and see what, what that team uh, went through in getting that last win, I just feel like the Chargers are going to do similar to what the Chiefs did last year and rise from the ashes mm-hmm. of the, oh, well, you suck. That this team is losing all these games close. I just see them winning. and it, mm. You know feelings-based picking, Dave. That's right? exactly right. It just feels I'm right. I'm surrounded feelings. by people who don't like feelings being a part of or, or the human element <laughs> being a part of things. You oh, guys- that's ridiculous. That is baseless. <laughs> A, a, a thing to throw at me. I want to do a feelings podcast. I've talked about that ever since we've got here, and you won't let me. Anti-feelings. Matt Harmon is anti-feelings. Satellite. Slander. <laughs> Cynthia, make some sense of this one. Why are you sticking with the Falcons here? Their offense is just absolutely dominating still, and I don't see that changing. I know Joey Bosa does change the pressure on Matt Ryan. I I'm don't, stunned by what he's done. He's so been great. I mean, like I kind of thought with all his like holdout and everything that he'd be not be able to like go right when he started, but he he's gone. And those the sacks, the pressures, the hits, like he's a he's a changing. He he changes things. Maybe it's they interesting. Paid him right off the bat. Well, it's interesting I, though. I'm, I'm not going to point on that. I mean, I just you would imagine not start not <laughs> playing those games. Yeah. You know that you wouldn't imagine him to have this amazing. Like he's blown away my expectations of him, right. which were very high. The Leonard conundrum, you know, this is the latest example of that, which is that when you're on a loaded college team, it's hard to uh, to distinguish: is Leonard the great piece that's making these other guys go, or vice versa? And Bosa seemed like, well, he you, maybe he could be hidden. Any uh, weaknesses could be hidden by that dominant Ohio State defense. But so far, he has been gangbusters. Um, Harmon, explain yourself real quick on the, on your pick here. I mean, I, I think Cynthia laid out the case really well for the Falcons, but I could actually make a counter-argument for the Chargers that is based on not just feelings. <laughs> I think I think offensively, they actually match up really well against the Falcons' defense. The Falcons allow the second-most yards per game to the tight end. They have Hunter Henry emerging there in San Diego. I think their receivers move around enough, and Tyrell Williams plays strictly pretty much on the left side, where Desmond Trufant lines up on the defensive left side. They shouldn't see each other very much. 
Uh, also, Melvin Gordon's been improving as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Atlanta gives it up to pass catching running backs too. I think they could put up a lot of points on the Falcons. One more point, and maybe you believe in this, and I don't know what the what the numbers bear out on this, but. I talked to a lot of guys about the the things that you always hear in broadcasts and if those are myth or reality. And a lot of players say that cross-country trip is for real. They just were out. The Falcons were out on the West Coast for a full week. You know, they played uh, in Denver. Then they played Seattle. They got beaten up. You know the statistics in all likelihood. I don't know how much of those uh, are still true in 2016, but teams playing this are, uh, the week after you play the Seahawks tend to be physically beaten up and perform uh, underperform the following week chargers feeling good about themselves yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with phil rivers here a little bit of uh writing of the ship here they lost a couple of games they shouldn't have lost i think they bounce back here and uh, and get one that a lot of people expect them to lose all right let's get to it uh, new england pittsburgh in Hines, waiter our last special is the patriots versus steelers chicken marsala Nothing beats our six-ring season Bella Chicken accompanied by a pot-stirring Martellus Marsala. Mm. Try it with the side of our Broccoli Rob Gronkowski and freshly roasted Steeler defense. Please tell your server if our Landry Jones leaves you feeling incomplete, (laughs) though we may not substitute it until April 2017. Some of those comments hurt my feelings, waiter, but either way, Freeland, Patriots, Steelers, choose. This is a really tough one. The Patriots. Is anybody going to – I'll tell you this. Ike Taylor, <laughs> Steeler, yes, but he said – and he's not a guy who just says, oh, the Steelers are going to win. You know, he'll pick against the Steelers when he thinks it's going to happen. He said, that's how they do, Sheck. They're going to – they lose to the Dolphins. They're going to beat the Patriots. I disagree with that, even if it's a one-point game. Tom Brady's going to win this one, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's the Patriots. I didn't even ask. Do you want to throw the flag? Go ahead, no, Clay. If you want to throw it, I, I can't throw the flag here. I, I want to, Dave. I want to. I, I, I went to. Me. I was I picking this to. game. You know, Ryan says it's the email. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll pick the. Oh, Landry Jones. Yeah. No, I can't. This notion that uh, the Steelers are trying to pass off that he he's uh, ready to go and you know we have confidence. Don't panic and all that stuff. Belichick. I know this is uh, you know a, a, a rudimentary kind of. Uh, thought to throw out there, but everybody says it, and it more more often than not does prove to be true. Belichick likes to take away what the other team's offense does best. In this case, they're going to try and take away Lev Bell because it's Landry Jones throwing to Antonio Brown. So if they can quiet the running game at least a little bit, I mean, how effective can the Steelers' offense be, Cynthia? Actually, looking back at Landry Jones now, he doesn't have a huge sample size from last year. He was a little more efficient on deep throws than he was on intermediate or short throws, which could mean that Antonio Brown still is – I mean, if I'm still starting him if he's my fantasy oh, player. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not worried about him as much. Mm-hmm. I do think if I had to say, like, the Belichickian, who are you going to take away, I think you take away Lev Bell. I think that you're focusing on just shutting Lev Bell down. Yeah, typically in the secondary, what they do in New England is they'll put Malcolm or it's Malcolm Brown, right? Or now I'm, I'm Malcolm Butler. It. Malcolm Butler. That's it. The Browns, their defensive Malcolm tackle. Brown, yeah. right? I get you. There's a lot of Malcolm Texas on there, kid. Right. But anyways, yeah. yeah, they typically put Butler on their number two receiver, and then they play hard doubles with Logan Bryan, or Logan Ryan, and uh, Devin McCourty on the number one. So it'll be interesting to see how they defend. Brown, and I don't think you're really worrying much about the ancillary receivers in Pittsburgh right you're now. You're staying away from them completely. Nah, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're playing them at fantasy. Well, I wouldn't sneaky. be surprised to see if they try to, to catch uh, Sammy Coates with a deep ball, because the one thing that they do like is attacking when they see Sammy Coates uh, singled is up Is his hand there. better? He's playing with a fractured finger. That was yeah. confirmed. 
Yeah. Uh, X-ray is confirming that, but he's going to keep playing through it. I mean, listen. I, I, what, Just saying. What can I say? <laughs> I mean, I, I, and the thing what we've we've talked about, and we'll go uh, further in depth with this, uh, Cynthia, on the uh, NFL Pick'em Show, the podcast Pick'em Show. That's what it's called. Coming up this Podcast weekend, Pick'em Show. We dig uh, in on this, and we've talked about it all season long. There's just not a, a team out there that's going to be able to figure out stopping those two tight end sets, especially when the, St- the Steelers ain't going to do it when they're banged up on defense the way they are. I think that Brady goes in there and wins, much to my chagrin. There you have that one. And let's round it out with a little bit of dessert, shall we, uh, Waiter? We shall. So for dessert, we have Seahawks versus Cardinals gelato. A sweet treat best devoured with a legion of spoons. <laughs> Try our Sherman swirled custard palmer, complete with a Jimmy Graham crapper, cracker topping and a handful of Fitzells. Pick six of our secondary flavors, including our honey-infused Tyron tiramisu. All right, we won't go red challenge here. Uh, what do we think, though, uh, Claybon? I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to go Seahawks, too. The Cardinals have been a little bit better of late, though. Well, Carson Palmer, he may or – I don't know what's going on. He's maybe, He showed up on the injury reports. So. Oh, is that right? He I has a hamstring, but I yeah. think he's still on track to play. I, I'm, I think he is, but I'm. That sometimes that scares me when he's a little bit injured because they haven't looked as – I mean, they, they're starting to look better than, you know, when they had to have Drew Stanton come in, right? But, like, apart from that – I don't know. I, I For me, Seattle just has the more dominant defense, even though they both have good defenses, but this one's more dominant. Harmon? I'm, I'm going Seattle, too. Uh, I'm interested to see how they match up, though, with the with the Cardinals' defense. You know, Doug Baldwin pretty much strictly a slot receiver. Tyron Matthews moved back into the slot, defending the nickel corner there position. He's played 88% of his snaps in the slot the last two weeks. But Baldwin, I think, could spin him a few week. times. Yeah, the, he was that, much better in the yeah, second week. Yeah, that first week it was like the – Jeremy Curley kept right. whipping him on those outbreaking routes, which is what Baldwin runs, too. So I would be – Curious to see if he matches up, and it's gonna it's gonna be a process for Matthew. Yeah, I mean, I mean this is are, are are we even at a year yet? No, That's he a, he he tore that like in that Eagles game that David Johnson broke. Yeah, out which is which is year. insane. Yeah, that, that he's playing trying to play slot cornerback in the National Football League less than a year of having his cruise ship repaired. It's interesting. People, a lot of people are wringing their hands. What's going on with Michael Floyd, John Brown, and maybe this team has. Uh, Bruce Arians, obviously a sharp guy, but it does feel like that the Patriots sort of laid out the way if you are if you have the pieces to do so. Take away what they want to do. Arians has shown oh, uh, at, at every stop that he likes uh, the deep ball, and uh, if you take that away, it forces. But David Johnson happens to be David perhaps Johnson's the best insane. runner in the game, and maybe that's the transition they're making. They, they don't have the deep pass game anymore because they don't have the protection and they don't have the quarterback to do it anymore. I think Carson Palmer's taken a visible step back, and – that's why you're seeing John Brown being used on more comeback routes instead of just the go routes. It's why Michael Floyd's not out there anymore. And I think this is David Johnson's team now, which is fine because he's incredible. And Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, you, you can't. No, yeah. I mean, like, he's, they've he's extended Fitzgerald's yeah. career by putting him in the slot more often, and he's just been great. And that fits with more of what Carson Palmer can do now. He's right. not that deep I'm passer looking, anymore. I'm looking forward to, uh, in 2017, Tony Romo under center for the for the uh, card. That would be such a terrible fit. Yeah, maybe it'll be for all for all 30 like snaps. The Patrick, Cap, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I suspect you're right that uh, Carson Palmer took that steep decline during the offseason, or maybe he uh, is still feeling what happened at the end of last season. He didn't go full Jake DeLome, but he went partial Jake DeLome. No, <laughs> you, you can't call Carson Palmer Jake DeLome. Well, I mean, I just did. not full Jake DeLome. Oh, wow. it's you, not, you never, you go, never full. go full DeLome. Here are the rest of uh, Damashek's picks here. Let's run through them very quickly. Are these yours or the babies? 
No, no, no. These are these are the okay. elders. Yeah, okay. football babies are available football, got it. online All right, for you. NFL.com and Facebook. But you um, went the Dolphins. Wait a second. I didn't take the Vikes, did I? I? Took the Eagles. I want the Eagles. I want the Broncos over the Texans. Dolphins in an upset. Ooh. All right, the Bills are fine. Let's not get crazy with ourselves. <laughs> I'm with Bengals you. have to win this one. I'll take the Bucks against the Niners. Wouldn't be stunned if Cap has a big day though. Um, wait a second. These picks are all backwards. I made these yesterday, <laughs> and now now I'm changing. I'm going to take the Jets at home. I believe in Gino. Nay, I believe See, in Darren Dan Lee's the inside linebacker. Well, yeah, I like, but I like what what I do like is the uh, I'm buying the narrative that I've created that okay. uh, Chan Gailey at every stop. Reminder: Neil O'Donnell went to a Super Bowl th- with Chan Gailey. Cordell Stewart went 13 and three and got to title games with uh, with Chan Gailey. He made Ryan Fitzpatrick look good in Buffalo. He made him look even better with the Jets. Why can't he do it for Geno Smith? Hackenberg. Oh, uh, maybe nobody you know. needs that in their life. <laughs> nobody needs that. I want Hackenberg. <laughs> That's the first time anybody's ever said that. Just because I want every other drafted quarterback to start before Jared Goff, just for the historical Ooh, that would, consequences. That, that would be hilarious. Here are three things I don't like about Matt Harmon. Three. Okay. He's watching oh. How I Met Your Mother for a second time around. Actually, this is like the third or fourth. He doesn't drink beer. Just for October. The month of October. It's almost over. And God, Dave Matthews is his favorite bound, a band, and yet I enjoy him nevertheless. Oh. Listen to him on NFL Fantasy Live. Cynthia Freeland, watcher on NFL Fantasy Live. And uh, Game Day Morning and uh, Patrick Claibon. Up to the minute. Watch him, uh, what, Monday through Friday? Yeah, Friday. Friday at 4. Friday S- at Sunday four. on Game Day Live. Some other oh, guy does so, it Monday so, to Thursday. He's so popular. And so, oh, you can see me everywhere. And, <laughs> hey, make sure you check out uh, the NFL podcast Pick'em Show debuting thrice this weekend. We appreciate you DVRing and watching that and tweeting and all that kind of stuff about it. Right now for the video, uh, for the video consumer here, we have a little special treat for you. It's the aforementioned Time Machine Football looking at the Giants and the Rams playoff game in 1989. Joining us for that L.A. Rams QB, Jim Everett. For the audio listeners, we'll talk to you next week, help you break down what's going to happen in Week 8 and what did happen in Week 7. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.